0: You have found the place to be. This is the Self-Love Peddler Show. I'm Sophie McCallum, your personal self-love peddler. Please leave the single narrative, airbrushed, beauty-bought images you have been forced fed at the door. Here we examine our relationship with our bodies and the many shapes and nuances our bodies have. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Welcome to The Journey. It took me a very long time to figure out what the fuck I wanted to do with my life at like well over 40 years. And I feel like you hit the ground running in your teens and you haven't stopped. And it's amazing.
1: Thank you for saying that.
0: Accept it. Don't give me a...
1: It's not true. I wish it were true. It's not fucking true. Well, I just, all I'm thinking is like, God, you know, if you only knew, like, you know, the shit that I'm but, dealing with in my career, the shit right, that the kids are dealing with, the we ways all we're all that fucked. Stuff. We're not I, all fucked. No, but Fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. Not fucked, but fucked up. But I agree
0: with you entirely. Those are all the learning opportunities. You're lucky to have
1: them. Trauma is karma. It's just what you're particularly dealing with. Mm-hmm. We've all got it's different, but the same. And mm-hmm. someone's got it worse, someone's got it better. And it's someone has exactly your problem and nothing that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. There's nothing that I or anyone has experienced that someone else has not experienced, also. I In think their that's own way. Incredibly comforting. And I agree with you that addressing it, healing it, loving it is the path forward, the only way. To move forward with strength, with
0: peace of mind. And with energy, the energy you were going to put towards that hatred and that self-hatred goes towards the light. Doing stuff. And sadly, that, that negative energy, like pound for pound, is so much heavier mm-hmm. than the light stuff, you know?
1: It's sort true. of like the,
0: like it's so easy to gain weight and so hard to lose it, you know? It's like that <laughs> imbalance of action and energy.
1: It's definitely true that positivity or gratitude or sensitivity, presence, whatever you want to call it, it feeds on itself. It begets more. Yeah. It's almost like how I would imagine ecstasy, the drug, or like, you know, m- what meditation can afford that kind of presence? Yeah, And it's just, you know, conversely, the negativity, the destructive, you know, the destructive thoughts. Are just like a big rabbit hole of poop. Yes,
0: a big rabbit hole of poop. Well put. Did I mention that Galt's a writer? Can I? She's ask published you? several novels. <laughs>
1: that's why. That's, that's why, why she's like so, so hole good poop. with words. Wait, I have a question for you though. <laughs> I, um, yeah. No, you're so you're absolutely right. You see, um, what brought you to this place of of self awareness, and I won't say, enlightenment, but to this new understanding of your own worth?
0: Um, well, I got sober, and that was the first step in getting to know myself. As you remember, I was smoking cigarettes when I was nine, drinking alcoholically and blacking out every week by the time I was 14, and drank whenever I could before that. And, um, you know, my alcoholism wasn't like a straight trajectory into like the scary abyss. It was up and down. I had controls and procedures in my life that kept me sober at certain times. But really when I got um, separated from my husband um, and I didn't have my kids every weekend and sometimes during the week, my alcoholic teenage self resurfaced with a vengeance. And I found myself, you know, really just lying on the cold tile of my bathroom floor. Um, I could cry. I might like not wanting to kill myself, but wanting to be dead, like being in so much fucking pain, um, that I wanted to die. And I had three beautiful children and I had a home that I owned and loving parents and friends. And I I had so much, but I had been abusing myself for so long. And, um, you know, one night I just had had enough and I went straight to a friend's house. I called him at 4 a.m. And I was like, he didn't pick up. I called him again. He didn't pick up. I called the fourth time. He was like, okay, this is not a butt dial. A friend who's in AA. And I showed up at his door. And I said, I got to stop. I can't do this anymore. And um, he told me to go to a meeting, asked me if I had any singles to put in the basket. Since I had my last drink at a strip club under the 59th Street Bridge, I had a whole fucking wad of singles. <laughs> um, and uh, I went on that journey. I committed to that journey. I'm still a part of that fellowship today. And that fellowship taught me to love myself. And that fellowship taught me that I have a lot to say and that people like to listen to me and I'm a good helper. And it led me to coaching. Hello, wonderful, worthy, self-loving women. I'm thrilled to introduce you to my newest course, Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love. There's a gold medal in being you, waiting for you. Are you ready to accept it? This course is about the ever-evolving process of self-love and self-discovery. If fully embraced, just like self-love, it is endless and can deliver boundless results. Through this course, you will find yourself living fully as your greatest you. In Flourish and Fly, my introductory course, we talk about learning to love ourselves. We learn to see that we are worth the gold. Here we take action. Here we grab that gold medal. Remember, you can achieve a silver trying to be someone else, but only you have the right to your gold, to your unique glory. Join me inside of Mastering Your Love Centers through conscious, compassionate self-love and grab your gold. It's already yours for the taking. Are you ready? Join me. Your time is now. A lot of coaches are sober for that reason, because it's um, the space that's held for you in a 12-step program is very similar to the space that coaches hold for you. Nobody kind of tells you what to do. They just sort of poke and prod until you figure it out. And a good coach does the same thing. You know, we don't give answers. We listen and reflect and let you figure it out because that's the best way for it to work. And that's how it's supposed to work. So that led me to coaching. And I realized in talking to women that until you make a connection to yourself and love and accept yourself fully, it's very, very, very hard to live your most fulfilling life, which is the most common goal, right? If you have to have a big umbrella goal for people who seek out coaching, they want fulfillment in certain areas or one specific area or the whole shebang. So, but if you don't know your puzzle piece, if you don't know your shapes and you don't know about yourself, and those those things may shift. You're not one puzzle piece your whole life. That would be incredibly dull. But if you don't know where you are in the moment, it's very hard to piece together that whole image around you and that life that you're looking for. And so that led me to... Creating the self-love peddler and creating my courses in self-love. And as I dug deeper, I didn't want to talk about body positivity all the time because it seems superficial. I've said it before on this podcast, it seemed so superficial. Like with everything we've accomplished, we should be, we should be over this. You know, like it's like your times tables. You know, you learn them, you know them, you're over it. And You just should be told that your body is beautiful and that you should love your body because what fucking choice do you have? You can't be anybody else. Right. And even if you want to be somebody else, starting from a springboard of hatred, jumping on a trampoline that consumes you with loathing and just horrible thoughts about yourself is not going to springboard you to anywhere successful. But jumping onto a trampoline of love and enthusiastic acceptance, you're in the stratosphere. So it became clear to me that I still had issues to do and work on around my body. And so did the women with whom I was working. And that this journey needed its own platform. And so that's how we got to where we are today doing the Self-Love Peddler Show.
1: And how are you healing your body
0: image? I, similar to how I address self-love, which is that I just have a zero tolerance rule when it comes to speaking, thinking badly about myself. It doesn't mean I don't do it, but it means when I do it, I stop myself. Mm -hmm. I have tons of pictures on my phone of my quote unquote least favorite parts about my body. And I look at them constantly and find ways to think they're beautiful. As I've said on this podcast, sorry for repeating myself listeners, but I, I watch, I actively seek out Television, movies, images on social media that are body positive and that are like all inclusive. I mean, every day I love watching Lizzo's feed on Instagram and that ass just shaking. She did a thing yesterday where she was wearing her her shapewear brand and shaking her butt, and someone was pouring blue glitter on her butt while she shook it, and like it's fucking beautiful, you know? Like it, it's really making that shift towards inclusion.
1: That's really interesting. For me, my best tricks have been one not getting on the scale since I was most anorexic, which was when I was high school, right? College maybe, 1920.
0: Yeah, you were so skinny.
1: I really only necess- only when absolutely necessary, like when they make you weigh yourself at the OBGYN when you're pregnant have I really ever gotten on the scale since. And then I'll ask them not to tell me and I'll turn around and – I
0: do the same thing. I don't want to know. I
1: just don't want to know because it ruined not just my day but my world. It's so,
0: so superficial and ridiculous.
1: I can't believe that as a smart, privileged woman with so much that this would matter one fuck to me. Uh, Other things I've tried – I try not to look in the mirror (laughs) – like I didn't have a mirror for a while, but then I kept sneaking glances in like windows. <laughs> but now, like if I'll be on a run and I'll be like, just don't look, just don't look. And it's so stupid.
0: I do the opposite. Like if I'm running in short shorts and I see my cellulite like shaking in my thighs, I videotape it. That's so smart. And I watch it. Why? Well, I mean, it's me. Right. It's me. I'm right. here. We're all – none of us is getting out of this alive, right? We don't know if there's a next chapter or where we're headed. So why the fuck don't we just enjoy it all and, like, like embrace everything? I guess I
1: also thought, like, if I just starve enough, work out enough, and take and take pictures of that hard work that I'll – You'll remember? I'll keep it, and I'll feel so proud and so worthy and hot, and I'll have my favorite – man, and he'll love my body, and it will have great sex, and that'll be that. Oh, the, you know. When I was in I'd high like school. i like try not to teach my daughter
0: yeah, that, the- <laughs> but just keep it to myself. All right. I When I was in high school, I drew two lines. This was my soft, sophomore year at boarding school. Two lines, straight lines, and that was supposed to be what my body was going to look like when I lost weight. Like, it's going to be <laughs> – it, it was like this. I'll draw it for you. Two lines and then I wrote on the top, think, and then on the bottom, thin, like that. <laughs> and I put that on the back of my door so that every time I left, I would remember to like I don't know, I didn't have a plan. Oh like my God. I didn't I didn't have the the follow-through you did with anorexia. Like I I couldn't I well. I love food too much, but like I still Ate and then hated myself for it.
1: Well, the follow through to anorexia was weight gain and right. just, no, and I, I don't actually, I'm and, not like endorsing yeah. anorexia. I'm no, just I know, saying I'm saying like I hated my body,
0: but I never.
1: Oh, but please, but it, I mean, I'm acknowledging the ways that it just fails. It doesn't work, but doesn't you do it anyway. Yeah, no, I. I still remember the. The coins, the image of the same the same two straight lines, and then you were supposed to be able to keep the, the penny, I guess, between your
0: your labia, your knees. Oh, vaginas. And your ankles. Yes. So you and I were always naked. We had Polaroid. Um, <laughs> I remember we had Polaroid. We took a lot, thank God there oh, was no fucking god. cell phones. Wow. Oh my god. It was so beautiful for it to be like the early eighties and to be doing this. And there was no internet and there was no way for us to... You and I took pictures of our own vaginas. That is, There's nothing wrong with that. I would say everybody oh should God. be doing it. Grab your cell phone and look at your vagina. Wait, Men's junk is all on the outside. Oh. Their dicks are swinging in the breeze. So like they all accept oh my God. their dick swinging. We're on the inside and many women don't look. So oh. I would say don't post it, Oh my god! Take a picture of your vagina and check it out. Anyway, I wanted to thank you. Did we really do that? Yeah, we did. We (laughs) took bad shots. But I, I, you have an innie vagina.
1: Oh my god! Okay.
0: (laughs) I have an outie vagina. (laughs) Right? You're with me on this. I don't remember your bullshit. I don't. I don't remember. Okay, well, we have very different looking vaginas. And now there's a whole thing (laughs) of women who don't like their vaginas that look (laughs) like mine because their lips are too big.
1: The way you say... Vagina. It makes it sound like you're. It's like a a poem. You make it sound so beautiful. It's where we all fucking come from, dude. I say that to the kids all the time when they're rude to me. I say, "You came out of me. You You came out of my vagina. You grew in my belly like this
0: little salamander, and then you came out." You go. I have three boys, and I have my brother has three boys, and. Five of the six boys were C sections, except for your godson Ian. And so, the, when they all, <laughs> Sorry, when Ian's Ian. being a dick, they all like they all call him Vag Boy. They're like, whatever, Vag Boy, because he's the oh only god. one who came out the right hole. Oh my god! But
1: my my point, daughter rudely insulted me the other day, saying that I didn't even get her out. She oh, said don't you don't couldn't even get her. me She's all the a way teenage out.
0: Girl, god. you couldn't even get me all the way out. But so my point rude. is, is that like. There are women who don't – now, like, with porn, like, all of the vaginas look the same, all of the tits look the same, unless you're actively seeking some other kind of, like, kink. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have a vagina that a lot of women wouldn't want to have because of my big vagina lips.
1: You mean it's more like roast beef, like a Wendy's?
0: Oh, that's really fucking nice. Yeah, golf. it's more like roast
1: beef. (laughs) Wait, the reason I ask you that is because- I was
0: thinking more Georgia O'Keeffe than roast beef. Oh,
1: that sounds beautiful. Like a gorgeous gardenia or a
0: roast. Thank you. And yours is more of like- No, I got the roast beef. I got the Arby's. Oh no, 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 no. Yours is more like, what are we thinking here? Like an unstuffed hard taco shell? An, oh my goodness. Like it's just like a like a slit. Oh, that's so funny that
1: you say that because I was joking to my boyfriend the other day that I think it looks like a butte and he said, what is a butte? And so I pulled up a picture.
0: I don't know what a butte is.
1: It's like, do you remember in, in like geography in fifth grade, we learned about like plateaus,
0: mesas, and uh, buttes? Oh yeah, I don't. You got me through that test too. But so I took mm-hmm. up a
1: picture of a butte and I, I need that it to was see like this. crested butte. Cre- <laughs> which is a town in Colorado.
0: <laughs> Named after your vagina.
1: <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I wonder what you know.
0: But having you as a body advocate, which I didn't even know you were at the time, looking at our different vaginas and knowing that yours was one mate and mine was another, mm-hmm. and it was all good, was really cool. Wait. I'm a body advocate now. I hated my body. But we shared our bodies. We shared our experiences. That's not what your vagina looks like. It, it when it's shaved. Sorry. And then I that's why that was on my mind because oh, we God. were joking. I'm really glad this is audio <laughs> It Was an actual
1: roast beef sandwich not
0: not an actual vagina. I would just like the record to state that I have a beautiful vagina that does not look like a roast beef sandwich. <laughs>
1: You as I recall and and now the the
0: images are coming back. Oh those those suppressed images of my, my crotch are no, surfacing? The <laughs> so
1: how are two vaginas in separate Do I get a southern accent when I say vagina. are two separate vaginas in
0: As opposed to our conjoined vaginas? <laughs>
1: We're weirdly non-sexual ever with one
0: another. No, never. We have to talk about Channel J. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. Robin Bird. Oh my and god. And do you remember Midnight Blue? Midnight Blue. I don't
1: remember seeing it that often. Only once at like another of our classmates' sleepover parties was it turned on, like after the mean mommy went to sleep, but I do remember waking up at like midnight. When you know when the channels all went off, Mm -hmm. and then it might be on. Remember that when the
0: channels turned off. (laughs) (laughs) Life
1: was simpler. That's what happened when you
0: tried to watch TV at one o'clock in the morning in the (laughs) eighties. But pretty colors. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs)
1: What was that? Why did it show you the spectrum? Or then
0: it got. We hadn't evolved.
1: (laughs) Or would it show you the um, the noise?
0: Yeah, the white noise. I'm Um, so happy we grew up then. We would have been fucked in this (laughs) time. I mean, it's really tough when you think about all of the things young girls have to contend with. We, and I bring all of this funny vagina stuff up just because it was such a safe space with two very different women sharing and growing together. We both had trauma going on, we both had issues with our bodies. I don't feel like we really shared it with each other all that much. I don't remember sitting around and talking about our bodies but we were growing and changing and existing together and supporting each other in the ways that we knew how to you know like as you say i carried you socially you carried me academically like we wouldn't probably have connected if it weren't for being put together we would have connected but not the way we did no i mean it was constant always and forever together and, I mean, that's just like... We wouldn't have been
1: friends, but instead we were sisters. Right. And it was that. We probably wouldn't have been friends. but And then that was because we look different. We look different,
0: you know? You think we wouldn't have been friends because we looked differently? In our school, where... For someone who went to Harvard, you really have a hard time using adverbs when you should. You use adjectives. I like to be folksy mm-hmm. and colloquial. You
1: Uh, know, I just I feel like it's so pretentious the way to speak
0: properly is pretentious.
1: I am so aware of my own, like,
0: don't uh, say privilege,
1: verbosity.
0: Oh, verbosity.
1: So I just also when I write, I try to be very terse. Like a rabbit hole of poop? Like a rabbit hole of poop. But I think I mean, I'm very aware of the how the ease with which a sentence can become florid or purple, and so I think it's made me more sort of brief and maybe even crass. I was just saying to somebody how much I – you are the first person who taught me and proved what I maintain is that it is very ladylike to curse. Fuck yeah. And it is very cool to curse and only—and the smartest people do and also the best, most eloquent.
0: Well, thank you. Fucking thank you. Well, on, on that Pass the motherfucking note, schnitzel. You're awesome. Pass the motherfucking schnitzel. <laughs> We'll, we'll come back in a, next week with that story because I'd like to talk to you again. I love you.
1: I love you so much. Peace, Gaultier. Thank you for having me, sweetie. Anytime.
0: If you are craving to go deeper on your self-love and body love journey, please join me inside my private Facebook group, The Self-Love Shack. We meet once a week to continue our discussions and go deeper. You can also check out my self-love courses and coaching options at selflovepeddler.com. Follow the link in the show description for more details. I leave you with this. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Sending you peace.